This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You're listening to The Church Boys Free Fall Q&A. It's Billy Hollowell here with The Church Boys Podcast, and I have Phil Robertson on the line of Duck Dynasty. How are you doing today, Phil? I'm doing well. So I think you're actually the last member of your family I have not interviewed or spoken with, so I'm glad to have you on today. I've, I've wanted to talk with you for a while, and you have a new project out today um, in theaters. It's the film Torchbearer, and I wanted to just, I want to start from a 30,000-foot view and just kind of ask a loaded question, uh, and, and it's probably a question you'll have a deep answer to, and I'll, I'll just let you go with it, but the question is, what is life without God? Well, if you look at past history, you look all the way back to Adam and Eve, where there is no God, the crime rate is always high. When the love rate is low, the crime rate is always high. Therefore, when you allow human beings, man, when you allow man, to determine right and wrong instead of God, when you allow man to determine what's good and what's evil, and when you allow man, i.e. Adolf Hitler, to decide what one's life is worth, uh, it never ends well. The movie is, the documentary is a brutal film. I don't recommend it for young children at all. But the movie shows what happens when people remove God as their anchor, any empire, it always ends the same. The reason it's a brutal film is because life becomes brutal when there is no God. Well, you know, and, and I think that's, you know, we're kind of in this time right now, I think, in this country where a lot of statistics are showing us that there's a rise in people who don't believe in God or who are disconnected from faith and religion. What concerns you most right now about where America is at this point in time? Well, if you just look at it, although a lot of all of the, the, the pundits and all the ones that are talking about America and what its problem is and what they need to do and what kind of politician we need to get into, all that. When you look at it, the big picture, America's problem is she's weighed down with her sins. She has done America what all the other empires before her has done. We started with God. Thomas Jefferson made that clear in the Declaration of Independence. Our rights come from God. We were created by God. And he starts there. All of the founding fathers, near all of them, agreed with his assessment. So the grand experiment was to base a nation on God and his word. And it didn't take us but all... 150 years, this has been building for the last 50 or 60 years, but America has replaced biblical correctness with political correctness, which is nothing more than orthodox liberal opinion regarding race, sex, marriage, and all those things. So what we did was we ran him out of Hollywood, and we ran God out of the news media, and we ran God out of our institutions of higher learning. Which, by the way, when they were all founded, 100 out of our universities out of the first 106, 100 of them were all put there to train 
preachers. Harvard, all, Yale, all of them. They all were religious schools. And look at what's happened to them. So they ran him out of institutions of higher learning. So now they basically confined God into these church buildings here, there, yonder, scattered across America. We need to bring the teaching of God back into our government, our entertainment business, our schools, the news media, and bring it out in the public. That's why, my man, I tend to catch a little more vitriol <laughs> than most people because I'm saying what I'm saying in the public arena. Well, it's funny because, and what you just said, this is sort of crazy. I mean, the exact three institutions that you just named, my next book is about those three institutions and how Christianity really? has been, well, has been removed. Well, that's right in your wheelhouse, man. Uh, it is. And, you know, because if you look at society, that's where people learn. They learn in those three areas, entertainment, media, and universities. And so once yep. you've once you've dominated those, you've dominated 90% of, I mean, yes, we learn in churches, but with fewer people going now, uh, because of the domination of those other areas, we're seeing this sort of thing happen. And so it's, it's really fascinating uh, to me that you had pinpointed those. And in fact, I include a quote from you in the book, because as I was finishing up edits, I, I noticed you had said that exact thing about a month ago. So look, I, this is all really fascinating to me. And I think we look at the election, we obviously have two candidates who probably are the most unliked candidates overall um, in history. And now people are rallying around them at this point because the election is coming. And, and some people do like Hillary and some do like Trump. Um, talk to me about support for Donald Trump, because I know one of the critiques that some Christians are saying, you know, oh, we can't vote for him. He's called women pigs. He said these horrible things. He's not really a Christian. What do you say to those people who say those things? Uh, better a man who sticks his foot in his mouth every once in a while than a woman who pours out lies from her mouth. That's one. Two is, you say, well, he's kind of a loose cannon. Uh, a better one loose cannon that will fire than a hundred that are old, rusty, and worn out. <laughs> I know this. Uh, Mr. Trump invited me to speak with him, and I did so, and, uh, do you reckon when I spoke to him, you think I talked to him about spiritual matters such as God becoming flesh 2016 years ago, dying for the sins of the world, and in his case, I said dying for your sins, Donald. All of them. I figure there's a lot. What do you think? He didn't disagree with me. <laughs> and I said three, three days later, he pretty well sobbed there grave problem by being raised from the dead. So in a clean sweep, God becomes flesh and our calendar documents it for crying out loud. And in a clean sweep in a three-day period, removes all of our sin and will raise us from the dead. Life and immortality came through the gospel. So I shared that with him. And here's my point. At least he listened. And he took that. I wrote it in some symbols, an arrow coming down out of heaven, just an arrow, God becoming flesh, a cross where Jesus took away the sins of the world. He was just looking up the symbols, a, a tomb where they put him, and three days later, an arrow coming out of the tomb, and him going back to sit down at the Father's right hand. I showed him that in symbolic form. Mr. Trump said, can I have that? And I said, yes, you can. So he took it with him. Therefore... Wow. We have to give people time, but we have to get the good news to them. 
And so Mr. Trump has heard the gospel from my lips. Wow. So we, we, we'll wait and see. When did you meet with him? When was that? Uh, then two or three weeks ago. That's really interesting. So you presented the entire gospel message to him in person, through, and you symbolically showed it to him. I did. And listen, I didn't have long with him, so I moved in a hurry, but I made sure. you got to remember, my task on the earth that the Almighty has given me is to proclaim. It, it's just how it ended up. I didn't ask for it. It's just the way it ended up. So whether it be a future president of the United States, Kings, prime ministers, politicians, presidents, they all come and go, my man. But the word of the Lord stands forever. So I owed him that. I loved him enough to tell him. And I could tell he appreciated it. I so really I really appreciate that. I think that I think that's fascinating that you had the chance, the opportunity and the chance to do that. And you found that he was receptive. Did he ask questions? Very much so. He he asked, he said, What what does that mean? When I just showed him the symbols that represented Jesus coming down in flesh, dying, being buried, he, he, he asked me about it. So uh, I think he has an open heart. I think he has a good heart. Look, Donald Trump is no different than all of us. We're all sin, sinners, every last one of us. So the bottom line is the gospel is for everyone. If you notice carefully in the life cycle, the Democratic Party, and it was enough for me to leave with him, they booed, remember that? They booed God yes. out of their platform, for crying out loud. Yes. <laughs> when they did that is when I said, I'm, I'm leaving, I'm leaving with it. I've never been a Democrat, but if I'd have been there, if I'd have been a Democrat, I would have left right there. So, it's, uh, it goes back to the documentary, my man. You forget God and the Democratic Party knowingly and willfully ran him out of their party. It was a sad thing to watch. So we're hoping that through Donald Trump, our nation will bring God back where he should be. We pay homage to him. I do not see a downside to loving God and loving each other or crying out loud. I do not see the downside of that. Do you? No. I mean, we need, this is what we need. We need more of. Love is what we need. Sure. And we need. And we need Jesus. And I think this is what... You know, Christians under, understand that message, and I think we need to do a better job of explaining it to people outside of the fold. And I think it's fascinating that you, um, you know, went and, and, and talked to Donald Trump about it. And I wanted to ask you, what are you hoping, because you just sort of hinted at some of it, but what are you hoping people take away from Torchbearer? I just hope, America, we have the privilege of being able to repent. They've always made it a, a terrible word. It's a wonderful Thing that God has allowed us to repent and change the course. I was 28 years old before I came to Jesus. Listen, I've been drunk and high and immoral with the worst of it. But at 28, I ran up on Jesus and heard the gospel that I just preached to you. And when I heard that, I said, whoa, all of my sins removed and guaranteed I can be raised from the dead. Let me see now. Uh, I don't think uh, any kind of health care program the government dreams up is going to keep me from the grave, and it's certainly not going to get me out of the grave. I always tell people, they say, well, what's life like since you're now rich and famous? I said, well, one thing I know, all the money I ever will amass while I'm on planet Earth can't remove my sin, and what fame I have 
certainly can't raise me from the dead. Therefore, I keep the most important thing the most important thing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So hopefully our country will realize that, that they have been given life, it's a gift, and immortality through Jesus and what he's done for us and what he's now doing, mediating for us. I'm hoping that humans will see that and say, you know what, what am I required to do? Well, get down on the river and I'll baptize you and love God and start loving each other. And uh, we'll be okay. It, it's a spiritual fix, I think, instead instead of a political fix, don't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. No. That what is what is happening is exactly a, a spiritual issue, and I, I, a lot of people don't believe that, obviously. So it's hard to fix for them to be involved in fixing the process if they don't believe that that's what's really wrong. Um, yeah. But when we talk about media, entertainment, all of that, you know, this is those are the areas where it's been dominated, and I think. The, then it's perpetuated. The spiritual problems then perpetuated by the systems of education and learning now being dominated by an anti-Christian you know, sentiment. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a huge problem. And I did want to, obviously you brought up, you have, you have fallen prey to being attacked in the media. Things you've said, you know, things that are controversial have been perceived as controversial. Are you ever surprised by the reaction? And are there times where you say, okay, well maybe I could have said that better? You know, not, do you have those not moments? Not at all. Not at all. Look, I'm a guy, I mean, I do have a couple of degrees from Louisiana Tech. I'm no Dumbo. I just look like I'm a Dumbo. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'd rather look like I was dumb, and as it turns out, I'm a little more intelligent than people thought I was. But the bottom line is, look, we go forth. Jesus told his disciples when he picked them, blessed are you when people hate you. When they exclude you, they insult you, and they reject your name as evil because of me. He was preparing them. It, it's spiritual warfare. We're not wrestling against humans. Uh, we love them. We're wrestling against the one who controls them, the evil one. So God in us, the evil one in them, we go forth. We explain to them that all men are sinners, and they earn death. And the bottom line is Jesus has come to be the solution to your sin problem and your physical death problem. Uh, for the life of me, you would think everybody would be signing up. Uh, just common sense would tell you Obamacare is not going to be able to help you when, when your time comes to go into that six-foot hole. And that's where we all end up. Well, for someone to solve that for me, Look, I've read every religion on the planet, and you say, does any of them offer that, the resurrection from the dead, in a historically accurate, archaeologically sound person? None. None offer that, except this one. Therefore, I'm sticking with him, my man. I've got one shot at this, we all do. If Jesus is not who he said he was, we are done. If he is who he said he was, we get out of here alive. And we have peace of mind while we're on the earth. Pretty cool thing, I think. So it doesn't bother me, the hate you and all that. Not at all. I actually thrive on it. Well, listen, I appreciate this, and I appreciate your time. We'll make sure we link out to Torchbearer, uh, and hopefully people can get out there and check it out. Any final words, anything else you'd want to leave listeners with? I would just say, on top of everything else, at the end of the day, when you look at it, you say, where there's no Jesus... The crime rate is always high. When the love rate is low, 
the crime rate is always high, and there's always a lot of killing going on. Go start with the Nazis, the Shintoists, the Japanese, the communists, and now this latest crop of Islamists. You say the murder and the killing is always there when there is no Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's always there. We're just trying to get people to realize that and turn. Well, listen, I appreciate you taking the time, and good luck with the film. All right, man.